भगवद गीता चैप्टर टू वर्स कुंती पुरुषस्य ऑफ द मैन विपश्चिता फुल ऑफ डिस्क्रिमिनेटिंग नॉलेज इंद्रियाणी द सेंसेस प्रमाथीनी स्टिम्युलेटेड हरंती थ्रोस फोर्सफुली प्रसभम बाय फोर्स मनः द माइंड Translation and purport by His Divine Grace Sri Bhakti Vedanta Swami Shri Prabhupad Ki Jai. Translation: The senses are so strong and impetuous, O Arjuna, that they forcibly carry away the mind, even of a man of discrimination, who is endeavouring to control them. Please repeat: The senses are so strong, senses are so strong and impetuous, O Arjuna, that they forcibly carry away. the mind even of a man of discrimination who is endeavoring to control them purport there are many learned sages philosophers and transcendentalists who try to conquer the senses but in spite of their endeavors even the greatest of them sometimes fall victim to material sense enjoyment due to the agitated mind even vishwamitra great sage and perfect yogi was misled by menaka into sex enjoyment although the yogi was endeavoring for sense control with severe types of penance and yoga practice and of course there are so many similar instances in the history of the world therefore it is very difficult to control the mind and the senses without being fully krishna conscious without engaging the mind in krishna one cannot cease such material engagements a practical example is given by sri yamunacharya a great saint and devotee who says since my mind has been engaged in the service of the lotus feet of lord krishna and i have been enjoying an ever new transcendental humor whenever i think of sex life with a woman my face at once turns from it and i spit at the thought Krishna consciousness is such a transcendently nice thing that automatically material enjoyment becomes distasteful. It is as if a hungry man had satisfied his hunger by a sufficient quantity of nutritious eatables. Maharaj Ambarish also conquered a great yogi Durvasamuni simply because his mind was engaged in Krishna consciousness. So we'll just read the next verse as well. 261 ृष्णकॉन्शियस्ट इज नॉट एट ऑल पॉसिबल टू कंट्रोल द सेंसेस 
As cited above, the great sage Durvasamuni picked a quarrel with Maharaj Ambarish and Durvasamuni unnecessarily became angry out of pride and therefore could not check his senses. On the other hand, the king, although not as powerful a yogi as the sage, but a devotee of the Lord, silently tolerated all the sage's injustices and thereby emerged victorious. The king was able to control his senses because of the following qualifications as mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Savaimana Krishna Padara Vindayor Vacham Sivai Kuntha Gunanu Varnane Karauharer Mandira Marjanadishu Shrutim Chakara Chuta Satkathodaye Mukundalinga Layadarshane Trishao Tadhritjagatras Parishinga Sangamam Granam Chatapada Saroja Saurabhe Srimat Tulasyara Sanam Tadarpite Pado Hare Kshetra Padana Sarpane Shiro Rishikesha Padabhi Vandane Kamam Chadasye Natukama Kamyaya Yathotama Shloka Janashrayaratihi King Ambarish fixed his mind on the lotus feet of the Lord Krishna, engaged his words in describing the abode of the Lord, his hands in cleansing the temple of the Lord, his ears in hearing the pastimes of the Lord, his eyes in seeing the form of the Lord, his body in touching the body of the devotee, his nostrils in smelling the flavor of the flowers offered to the lotus feet of the Lord, his tongue in tasting tulasi leaves offered to him, his legs in traveling to the holy place where his temple is situated, his head in offering obeisances unto the Lord and his desires in fulfilling the desires of the Lord. And all these qualifications made him fit to become a matpara devotee of the Lord. The word matpara is most significant in this connection. How one can become a matparaha is described in the life of Maharaj Ambarish. Srila Baladeva Vidya Bhushan, a great scholar and acharya in the line of, mat, of the matparaha, remarks, Madhbhakti Prabhavena Sarvendriya Vijayapurvika Swatma Drishtihi Sulabheti Bhavaha The senses can be completely controlled only by the strength of devotional service to Krishna. Also, the example of fire is sometimes given as the small flames within burn everything within the room. Similarly, Lord Vishnu, situated in the heart of the yogi, burns up all kinds of impurities. The Yoga Sutra also prescribes meditation on Vishnu and not meditation on the void. The so-called yogis who meditate on something which is not the Vishnu form simply waste their time in a vain search after some phantasmagoria. We have to be Krishna conscious, devoted to the personality of Godhead. This is the aim of the real yoga. So these two are very important verses in Bhagavad Gita, establishing the way of controlling our senses. First it is said that the senses are so strong that they carry a man, carry away the mind even of a man of discrimination who is endeavouring to control them. Um, a man of discrimination means a person who can discriminate between good and evil, good and bad. You know? So a person who can distinguish, okay, this is good, this is bad, he will be able to control his sense. But here it is said, the senses are so strong and impetuous that they forcibly carry away the mind even of a man of discrimination. It is not that only like a fool will be, um, you know, doing something stupid. No. Even very intelligent people can be led away by the senses. It is said, 
I think um, 267 if I'm not wrong. One second. Let me check. I think it's 267. Yeah. As a strong wind sweeps away a boat on the water, even one of the roaming senses on which the mind focuses can carry away a man's intelligence. You know? This is, uh, there is a nice example um, that each and every animal, there are uh, ways and means how that animal can be captured and killed. So for the, oh sorry. So for the deer, the way to capture a deer is through playing some nice music. So the, so the hunter, he carries a flute along with his bow and arrow. And if when he plays nice music, then the deer gets attracted. And the hunter can easily shoot it down. So the ear of the deer leads it towards death. For the moth, or the firefly, it's the eyes. They see the, the glaring form of light and fire and then they go towards it, being attracted towards it. And like that they go into the flames and die. Um, fish. Fish has an uncontrolled greed. There is so much food in the water, but when we throw some, you know, the fisherman, he throws some bait and so many fish come to catch So much thing is there in the water, but no, this also I want. And in this way, due to tongue, uncontrolled tongue, it will be captured. And the elephant is captured by um, employing a, um, a trained she-elephant. So, uh, the elephant cannot control its desire for sex. So, when a she-elephant is trained and uh, made to move in a certain way, so, firstly, it attracts the male elephant and uh, they actually this they dig a big uh, pit in which an elephant can be can fit that big. So, they cover it up with um, grass and you know so many like you know put wires across the thing which can be easily trampled by the elephant but to keep the thing as if it's land. So, the elephant the she elephant will move but the male elephant, the she elephant won't know, will not drop into the pit because she is trained. But the male elephant just coming after it, uh, he, will be, he will not see the trap and he will fall into it. So through the genitals, the elephant is captured. So in this way, each of these animals have a particular sense which is very strong and which pulls them and it can be manipulated to kill them. But humans, the problem we have is, for us, all our senses are so strong. <laughs> our ears, our, you know, everything, all parts of the body, everything is strong. The attraction is so strong in human form. 
and here it is said as a strong wind sweeps away a boat on the water even one of the roaming senses on which the mind focuses can carry away man's intelligence this is why we have to become goswami goswami means go means senses and swami means master we have to become master of the senses yoga indriya samyama yoga means to control the senses now we are godasa we are servant of the senses the senses will dictate us just like here the roaming sense one of the roaming senses will get focused on something and then the mind will just intelligence will just go in the direction hmm. so just like um money for example money attracts anyone and if somebody is very uncontrolled just the sight of so much money will will trigger the thoughts in his mind and he will want to do a robbery or you know something some cheating or quick money you know some scam or something so just the intelligence is just carried away and the intelligence being carried away means what the intelligence is applied because intelligence everybody has which if the intelligence is not strong i mean first of all if the intelligence is strong it can tell the mind shut up you know this desire is rubbish don't do it it is way too risky it is not worth it it's against moral principles don't do it because the mind just wants to do something without any rational reasoning so the intelligence can control the activity of the mind and say rationalize things okay this is against the law this is against moral principles you are going to hurt someone so these kind of reasoning the intelligence gives but if the intelligence is weak what it will do is the intelligence will work on how to fulfill that stupid desire of the mind in an intelligent way those hackers they hack some you know, it requires intelligence you know they are not ordinary people their iq levels must be like really high but they using their intelligence in following the desires of the mind which in turn is following the senses in this way they are becoming servants of the senses so although it is intelligence but it is misuse of intelligence just like the nuclear weapons were created by um this uh, atomic fission you know scientific it requires a lot of intelligence to make such a discovery but what is the result of such discovery destruction it is misuse of intelligence uh, if there is intelligence which can be constructive and that is something but behavior is destructive so the in the human form the form i mean the eyes are very strong the ears are very strong just like vishwamitra in the in today's verse it is said vishwamitra he was trying to control his senses but he could not he was meditating in the forest so severely that indra got very much upset was was very felt very insecure oh the, if this vishwamitra becomes very powerful then uh, he will one day maybe take over my position as indra 
no 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 i cannot allow this to happen so what he did he sent menaka to disturb vishwamitra and when um vishwamitra was meditating his eyes was closed his eyes were closed so when she came she came and just simply they he only heard the ankle bells of menaka <laughs> just ears he heard her ankle bells and finish he was disturbed and he was eventually he had a daughter with her sakuntala so you see how dangerous uh, ears are eyes no need to say look at the form of beautiful woman or the for the woman they look at the man in this way the form is so so captivating then there is uh, smell we want to eat some we just walking in you know in the street and then the restaurant some smell come oh i want to eat this and maybe it's some rubbish there and the meat or whatever we don't know and then we go and eat attracted by the smell and with that we are actually creating our sin by eating that food stuff and anything which is not prasadam even vegetarian is sinful so we are allowing it and you know there is this uh, lays chips their caption is no one can eat just one because the uncontrolled tongue <laughs> uncontrolled tongue so they just keep on eating and eating and eating but it's not good for us those who smoke or um, drink alcohol they also have taste so our human civilization what we are actually doing is with the advancement of science and technology we are allowing our senses to be attracted very easily to these things instead of making the endeavor of going somewhere and you know getting some food somewhere just create an app grab food just you know do something and then the food is right at your place or give a call and some pizza will come so how much how fast and how efficiently our senses can be pulled that is the index of the advancement of civilization modern civilization but here it is said the senses should not be allowed to be pulled the mind should not be allowed to be pulled by the objects of sense gratification because in this way we fall victim to sinful life see uh, and it is not that only oh, some fools will fall prey to all these things i am very intelligent no vipassita full of discriminating knowledge one who is intelligent he can also be forcibly carried away uh, what is that You see, here also it is said the same thing. This is uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 9, Chapter 19, Verse 17. Matra svasradu hitrava navi viktasa no bhavet balavanindriya gramo vidvamsham api karshati. 
one should not allow oneself to sit on the same seat even with one's own mother sister or daughter for the senses are so strong that even though one is very advanced in knowledge he, he may be attracted by sex so to what extent it is being oh i think the online community they are not seeing the verse you see to what extent a man should not sit with even his own mother sister or daughter you know on the same seat for senses are so strong that even though one is very advanced in knowledge he may be attracted by sex even when he when he vidwansam vidwam vidwan means what vidwan means one who is very intelligent um, even he may be deceived such is such uh, strength maya has the illusory energy of krishna maya is so powerful we cannot underestimate no no how you can say like that you know how will i have any feeling for my mother maya is so strong you know <laughs> cannot even imagine how she will pull hmm. you said this is bhagavatam so we have to that's why in vedic culture there is um, demarcation of man woman and their roles in society uh, it's not free mingling you know like in those days a gurukul school means and the boy is sent to the gurukul and the girl is trained in the house how to take care of household duties and nowadays women think that this is all very uh, what is this household duties they don't demand much iq you know but they do not understand that to raise a child uh, they have to have iq unless the mother is educated in religious principles uh, she cannot raise a child and not just to raise a child like you know cats and dogs that kind of intelligence cats and dogs also have it's not very uh, great but to train him to become a devotee of krishna so that he may go back to godhead a mother it is said Huh? don't become a mother father if you cannot give moksha to your dependent guru nasasya this is shrimad bhagavatam 5 canto 5 chapter 5 verse 18 guru nasasya swajano nasasya pitana sasya janani nasasya daivam natasya napatischa sasya namo chayedya samupetam rityum one who cannot deliver his dependents from the path of repeated birth and death should never become a spiritual master relative father husband mother or a worshipable demigod this is the you know how much responsibility is this children means they are the future of society future of civilization and to bring them up is not a not a cheapskate task but women nowadays think so because of the stupid women's liberation movement they want to be equal with men why you want to be equal by nature we are not equal a man cannot get pregnant they not we are not physiologically psychologically everywhere we are not made equal because we are we are meant to serve separate functions in society like the thumb is not equal to the little finger if the little finger says no i also want to be the thumb that is stupid it cannot be if the head if the legs say no 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 why every time the head is making decisions no 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 i also want to make decision the leg cannot make a decision 
the leg is used for moving the body the head is used to plan or you know discriminate what is right what is wrong and the hands are, have their own duty stomach has its own duty heart has its own every organ has its own function similarly in the, in the body of the society uh, the gender even not only the gender but even among the men there is brahmana kshatriya vaishya sudra uh, this is seen as caste system by birth but this, that was rubbish another nonsense that happened but the real thing is it's a scientific division of society where some people have intelligence they are inter- interested in god they are interested so they are called brahmanas whether one is born in a sudra family or chandal family doesn't matter if he has this aptitude that he is interested in god he is a brahman but if somebody is born in brahman family but his behavior is like nonsense dog then he is a sudra or even less than that and kshatriya they rule the country they are heroic not everybody can go to war and you know fight the bravery no, not many people have there are a set of people who have that they are called kshatriya so there is there is you know in vaishya they are agriculturists cow protection trade businessmen so these are vaishyas not everybody can do business not everybody can do agriculture not everybody can do uh, cow protection there are class of people who can do that there is no point making everybody equal now they say no 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 we don't want to abolish this caste system we, we, we don't see any distinction between but then you have blue collar job and white collar job and what collar job what is all this this is discrimination why you have one work permit one employment pass one S pass one PR one, what is this all this this is discrimination according to work according to skills this was a caste system that Krishna created so actually it cannot be abolished this caste system cannot be abolished you can abolish the names Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra but you cannot abolish the very nature of these people the different classes of people and similarly women have their own role in society this modern 20th, 21st century has completely ruined society with the so called women's liberation hmm? And now there is so much chaos because of this. Why? Un- so much facility for unrestricted sense enjoyment. First of all, starting with the school, girls and boys are put together. What will happen if girls and boys... That's why they, they have to do sex education, distribute condoms. And they say, oh no, 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 child marriage, you cannot marry below 18. But they are having sex. That is good. Vedic system was that when a child, when a, especially girl and she gets puberty then immediately married it is very unthinkable nowadays but it was very scientific because uh, the psychologically that she has somebody then the mind is very stable and you know it it, it translates into very if you see those in those days marriages lasted forever until death the amount of divorce that is happening nowadays the amount of disagreements the amount of this mistrust and all these things why because there is so much facility for sense gratification nowadays previously the men used to go to work the women used to be in the house so in the workplace all men used to be there now workplace men and women will be there and those who are uncontrolled they will go uh, he has a wife but he will have an affair with another, uh, another woman and one uncontrolled woman will be there and she will have an affair with them and then there will be social and then the children will suffer 
broken families eh? they have to be big big uh, what is that uh, family counseling unit of the government spend another millions of dollars to co- to control these affairs what is all this because starting wrong vedic education was very perfect uh, no why you how you can talk like that you know you know those who have dirty mind they will every, you see if we give facility the mind will become dirty telling you if, so now people have for example phones they can watch you know anything they want at any time but the same tendency was there before also but they could not watch because they, you have to go to a theater and watch something and who would go to a theater how would i afford so although the tendency was there but because there was no facility for that so you know it was restricted this is one thing i'm telling and if there was similarly there was no much chance of interaction with other women the man would be controlled or same with the, for the woman another man but by allowing these things we are increasing the probability of chaos like it or not and also the economic situation is such that both have to work in the family otherwise the family cannot run that is another thing sometimes it is not so much necessity uh the woman will think oh i am doing nothing at home you know i am feeling i want to do something i want to be occupied i studied so much what will i use it for if i don't if i just sit at home i want to do something not really compulsion but simply this all training is that's why in those days like prabhupad said women should become msc like degree there is master of science but msc means <laughs> master of sabji and chapati they think oh oh no you are relegating women to the kitchen you know they have this these statements you know they use this women liberation no this it is a big department which is completely neglected nowadays it's a whole department which is culturing the next generation of society it's completely neglected it's completely given no importance to the mother's duty is to train the children how to become first class character how you can say that is a um, lowly job so the thinking has to change hmm so we all have have our roles just we sridhar madam so modern civilization basically is increasing the chance for our senses to go astray this is the problem when it is said that a yogi sitting in the forest vishwamitra no woman can find him there menaka came and he got now in the city everywhere there is women and they don't know how to dress properly and how how any sane man will be able to control his mind and one more aspect of this equality equality um, because the problem was in america not america right, everywhere so the the irresponsible man will have relationship with the woman and then make her pregnant and then he runs away and she will have to bear the weight of the burden of the child taking care of the child and all this so they wanted to be equal no 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 we can also be as free as men first of all the men are not trained that is another 
because there is no vedic school no the boy is not trained to be austere the, you know to have tapasya to have a control mind and no he is not and the woman is also not so both of them come together and then who is who will suffer woman will suffer man will just go away and the woman will suffer or she has to take support from the government and very embarrassing so to counter this on an abortion so we are going to also be as free as men by killing the child the amount of sin that they are doing they do not even know what they are doing when the child is born if the mother kills the child it is a big crime but when the same child is inside and kills it is not a crime look at the you know even animals have better logic than this and the so called law says you can abortion i actually get very angry when i see some i think there was a country i don't know where some europe somewhere so for a long time abortion was not legalized and all that and there was a big movement rallying on the streets you know and uh, then finally the government conceded because they want votes no uh, these people women won't vote so okay fine abortion is legalized then i you know there was footage all the women who were rallying on the streets were in, in tears of joy wow abortion is sanctioned tears of joy little do they know that after this life they will have same tears but of full of pain for not only one life to live every it is said they will suffer, first of all suffer in hell i don't know how many thousands of years and then after that go to a womb be killed in the womb go to another womb be killed there we go to another womb be killed there like this they have to go and they will never see light of the day but now they are so called happy oh abortion yes how is it i mean how who with the con- good conscience will kill the child in the womb how sinful it is just because i cannot see the child just because some membrane of tissue is covering my vision of the child oh i can kill is that so but when the same child is visible outside i cannot kill oh it is a crime i have to go to jail this that what is this no brains these people have no brains at all because why they do not have any knowledge of what is the soul the soul is there the life of the child the child has already entered the womb the, at the time of conception itself not that you know after 3 months if the, after 3 months only the soul comes into the life comes into the then why the body was developing until 3 months what was it some tumor of the mother is it no it's it's a child it's a, it's a soul if there is no soul that's a, that's a miscarriage when there is no development of the body that's a miscarriage if there is development there is soul there is a person inside how can he be killed so these things are going on kali yuga because no knowledge you see how much this knowledge of soul and body is linked to our daily activities our way of thinking our way of life our whole thing you see ah so it is said here you see it is very difficult to control the mind now okay we have understood mind is very uncontrollable 
it is very difficult to control the mind and senses without being fully Krishna conscious. Without engaging the mind in Krishna, one cannot seize such material engagements. Even though one may not do it, even the thought of it is itself dangerous of material enjoyment. And mind is not lightweight at all. So it is said here in the chapter 6, verse 6 of Bhagavad Gita, for him who has conquered the mind, the mind is the best of friends. But for one who has failed to do so, his mind will remain the greatest enemy. And how? Uddhare, 6.5 Uddhare atmanam atmanatmanam natmanam avasadhayet one must deliver himself with the help of his mind and not degrade himself. The mind is a friend of the conditioned soul and his enemy as well. Now, there is more example of how the mind is very uncontrollable. This is Srimad Bhagavatam 11.23.47 Manova shenye hyabhavansma deva manas chananyasya vasham samethi Bhishmo hideva sahasa sahiyan yunjad vashetam sahideva deva. All the senses have been under the control of the mind since time immemorial. And the mind himself never comes under the sway of any other. He is stronger than the strongest and his godlike power is fearsome. Therefore, anyone who can bring the mind under control becomes the master of all the senses. What is the result of an uncontrolled mind? That is in the next verse, 112348. Failing to conquer this irrepressible enemy, the mind, whose urges are intolerable and who torments the heart, many people are completely bewildered and create useless quarrel with others. Thus they conclude that the, that other people are either their friends, their enemies or parties indifferent to them. You see? Useless quarrel with others. Because why? Uncontrolled mind. Hmm. Thus they conclude, oh this person is my friend, this person is my enemy, this person is like neutral. Why? Because of their sense gratification. Uh, if somebody helps in the, helps them in their sense gratification, such a person becomes a friend. Somebody opposes his sense gratification, he becomes enemy. Somebody who doesn't disturb in his sense gratification, he is a neutral party. So in this way, we are calculating our relationships. So, but you see how it is so dangerous. I think there is uh, one more, 5, 11, 16. Here, 5.11.16 Nayavadetan manatma lingam samsarata pavapanam janasya Yachoka moha mayaragalobha Vairanu bandham mamatam vidhatte The soul's designation, the mind, is the cause of all tribulations in the material world. 
as long as this fact is unknown to the conditioned living entity he has to accept the miserable condition of the material body and wander within this universe in different positions because the mind is affected by disease lamentation illusion attachment greed and enmity it creates bondage and a false sense of intimacy within this material world look at how the mind is the cause of our trouble why we are here in the material world is only because of our mind how is that you seen yam yam vapismaram bhavam yajatyante kalevaram tam tame vaidhi kaunteya sada tad bhava bhavitah vamadigam swayanga 86 of bhagavad gita you see whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body o son of kunti that state he will attain without fail so at the time of death what we are thinking will determine our next body so our present body is created because of our thought at the last point of our death in the previous body so likewise our last thought here will be our next body so you see how every life life after life the mind is being engaged in different different thoughts and the last thought at the time of death will be the most practiced thought throughout our life whatever whatever we have been practicing the most that will remain at the time of death and that will cause our next body so because of the mind being absorbed in these images of different things we are creating bodies after bodies after bodies and today we are sitting in this body because of the same mistake we have listened to our mind so how to deal with this enemy our enemy is right with us our own mind whom we think is our greatest friend we have conversations with our mind we talk to ourselves all these things we do we, we are so close with our enemy and the enemy is taking advantage of us so how to deal this is in the bhagavatam 562 5th canto 6th chapter second verse this is explained here shri sukadeva goswami replied my dear king you have spoken correctly however after capturing animals a cunning hunter does not put faith in them for they might run away similarly those who are advanced in spiritual life do not put faith in the mind indeed they always remain vigilant and watch the mind's action they are very wary of the how the mind is going they do not make friends with it at all they put, do not put faith in the mind then you may think oh that means i will not make any decision i do not know what is right what is wrong i'll become no they put faith in the words of guru sadhu uh, sadhu and shastra and they will be guided by these words that's why we are always now in this presentation today i am quoting from the shastra from the scripture why because i don't want to speak my mind if i speak my mind then i may be misled i am and i may mislead others because the mind is not perfect my theories may not be perfect my understanding may not be perfect 
and my opinion may not be valid. But here, when I am repeating Krishna's words, then it becomes very strong. Because it is Krishna's word. So we should not put faith in our mind, but we should put faith in Krishna. And if Krishna says this is correct, even though our minds, our mind tells this is not correct, but because Krishna said it is correct, it is correct. So we control the mind by this way. Shastra means scripture. Shastra also means it astra. Astra means weapon. It is the weapon by which to control the mind. That is why we have to learn some shlokas. Why these shlokas are there? We have to learn these shlokas by heart and with meaning understood. Not simply, you know, chanting some slokas and I don't know what I'm chanting. When I was a kid in India, there used to be Gita recitation competitions. How well you recite the Gita, then you get a prize. Some topic will be some 15th chapter of Bhagavad Gita or 12th chapter, 6th chapter, something like this. But those people who recite the Gita, they do not know what is the meaning of that verses. That is not good. I have to know what the meaning is. I don't know. If I... If I have a doubt, I should know which sloka answers this question that I have. Or if somebody asks me a question, hmm, what is the, how is chanting useful? So I should know what verse, if I say my own story, chanting is very useful because of, you know, um, it. you will feel nice, you know, you will feel uh, light. If I say all these things, this is some, you know, rubbish. I'm talking some something out of my head that's not the way to present in spiritual circles you have to always quote chapter and verse here in this chapter just like a lawyer when he presents his case according to section so and so act so and so he will say this person has to be punished in this way and according to um, precedence prior cases where such similar incident has happened this decision was taken by this judge and therefore this decision has to be meted out to this person this is where the lawyer presents this is the manner we have to know our books even better than the lawyers know their law books Prabhupada said so we have to know exactly where Krishna said what and where the Bhagavad Gita is telling and where the Bhagavatam is telling we have to know otherwise we will make wrong decisions and big decisions of our life we will make wrong because we do not know what exactly Krishna wanted us to do. Yes, simply put, it is, yeah, you can you should, you should chant Hare Krishna and, you know. Of course, if you chant offenselessly, chant purely, Krishna will completely guide you. But we, we have so many offenses. Yeah. So, and we will be faced with situations in life. Suppose one is facing very, very terrible situation. One is feeling very down. He has suffered a big loss. Either somebody dear has passed away or something career-wise has gone down or something has happened. Then if he can remember, oh, the Pandavas, they also suffered so much loss. You know, they had to go to the forest. They were always bullied by the Kauravas right from the childhood. And they, even their wife was disrobed in the assembly, in public. At least that did not happen to, you know, me. You know? When we... And when... And Narad Muni was saying, Pandavas, you are such great devotees of Krishna. But still, you were tested to the limits. 
you are tested to your extreme limits still the beauty of it is your devotion to krishna only increased in each of these dangerous and troublesome situations that is the beauty of pandavas why because they were devotees each time there was difficulty they in fact more depended on krishna just like draupadi she was in disrobe her five strong husbands could not save just watching by in humiliation and she just said hey govinda and krishna helped gave her unlimited sari so krishna helped them in every step of the way uh. so when we hear these stories oh then we remember this in troublesome situations oh this mine is nothing compared to this okay i should you know i should get more faith in krishna i should chant hari krishna more strongly uh, or if i still feeling down i can talk to some devotees they will give encouragement on you know by chatting other stories by how to navigate the situation according to krishna's instruction according to this shloka according to that shloka what you can do now so the devotees will guide so in this way we have to conduct our life very carefully very carefully in every step not that only when some everything is going nice yes yes hari krishna hari krishna when something has gone bad how can krishna do this to me i'm such a great good devotee i'm chanting so many rounds every day i'm reading bhagavad gita and still krishna is doing what is this nonsense krishna now that is nonsense i cannot be like that so we have to become we have the unflinching faith in krishna we cannot flinch no matter what comes our faith cannot flinch should be very strong that is called um what is it tasya pragna pratishthita pratishthita means very firmly established one whose intelligence is firmly established he doesn't shake his faith doesn't shake and we're not talking about blind faith informed faith you know informed faith blind faith is not good because i may be cheated so informed faith that has to be there so first thing i cannot what i cannot trust the mind don't trust the mind trust krishna and trust those devotees who are fully following krishna sadhu shastra guru these three things should be trusted mind is the worst thing you can trust if you trust your mind you will feel good now by the end of life you will regret everything that you have done you will regret so anyway now next verse you see tells more things 563 all the learned scholars tathachottam nakuryat karhichit sakhyam manasi hi avasthite anavasthite yad vishrambat chiracharnam chaskanda tapaishwaram all the learned scholars have given their opinion the mind is by nature very restless and one should not make friends with it if we place full confidence in the mind it may cheat us at any moment even lord shiva became agitated upon seeing the mohini form of lord krishna and saubhari muni also fell down from the mature stage of yogic perfection you know there was we know vishwamitra he was you know he was earlier by menaka and you know he lost his senses so there was this muni called saubhari muni you know he is you can see here the name saubhari muni what he did you know i don't want to see any menaka i don't want to see anything 
so he went underwater on the seabed he was doing uh, seabed or riverbed he was doing the tapasya so that he doesn't see any woman who which woman will come to the seabed and he was yogi he could control his breath and so he he was in the seabed and he was doing his yoga and there he ta- he saw two fish having sex he was so agitated he came out and married 27 uh, princesses 27 <laughs> how his mind went because he offended garuda the dear devotee of lord vishnu he offended garuda that was the story so saubhari muni you see how he was agitated just by seeing the fish in the water you know it's very dangerous he thought he was completely immune where movement can come completely free here fully controlled man. 27 queens so this is therefore next verse it is said 564 nityam dadati kamasya chidram tam anure anuyerayaha yogina krita maitrasya patyur jayeva pumschali an unchaste woman uh, that means one who is not faithful to her husband is very easily carried away by paramours that means persons other than husband and it sometimes happens that her husband is violently killed by her paramours if the yogi gives his mind a chance and does not restrain it his mind will give facility to enemies like lust, anger and greed and they will doubtlessly kill the yogi so mind is compared to the unchaste woman Hmm. the lust, anger and greed are compared to paramours <coughs> and the actual yogi one who is practicing this um, trying to control his um, senses he is called the yogi so if he allows this lust, anger and greed then he will kill the yogi and he basically he will become a victim of these things lust, anger and greed Enemies like lust, anger and greed. What is, so, what is so wrong with lust, anger and greed? Bhagavad Gita says, 16th chapter, 21st verse, Trividham naraka siedam dwaram nasanam atmanaha kamam kamah krodhas tatha lobhas tasmadeta trayam tyajet. There are three gates leading to the hell. Lust, anger and greed. <laughs> this is the problem with lust, anger and greed these are the only three gates if you want to go to hell these are three gates every sane man should give these up for the lead to the degradation of the soul so the mind should not be given facility for lust, anger and greed because this is the way to hell so now how to, how to now control we have established that the mind is a very dangerous enemy. How to control this now? Bhratra, this is Srimad Bhagavatam 5.11.17 Bhratravya nenam tadadabhraviryam upekshayadhyadhitam apramattaha Gurur hares charano pasanastro jahivyalekam svayam atma mosham 
This uncontrolled mind is the greatest enemy of the living entity. If one neglects it or gives it a chance, it will grow, it will grow more and more powerful and will become victorious. Although it is not factual, it is very strong. It covers the constitutional position of the soul. O king, please try to conquer this mind by the weapon of service to the lotus feet of the spiritual master and of the supreme personality of Godhead. Do this with great care. If you want to control the mind, then we have to serve the Guru and Krishna. Guru Haresh Charanopasana Astra. Astra means weapon. So by service to Guru and Krishna, we can conquer this mind. That's why first thing, Agav Guru Vashrayam. Become a, Krishna himself said, go to the Guru and understand signs of spiritual life. Some people say, no, I don't want any agent. I want directly, I want to go to God. I don't want Guru. Krishna said, he, the, you know, let's see first of all what he said. He is asking everybody to go to Guru. Tadviddhi pranipatena pariprasnena sevaya upadekshanti te jnanam jnana sattvadarsha. That's why he himself took a Guru also. He himself took a Guru. He does not need. But he took because he wanted to show example. Now 434. Just try to learn the truth of by approaching a spiritual master. Inquire from him submissively and render service unto him. The self-realized souls can impart knowledge unto you because they have seen the truth. You see? Inquire, he is asking us to approach a spiritual master, Guru. Why is he asking like this? And that's how important it is. We cannot go directly to Krishna and if you are serious about Krishna, first of all go to his servant and be obedient to him first. There is a nice verse. I will show you. Krishna said one more thing. This is from the Adi Quran, quoted in the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhilila, chapter 11, text 28. Yeme bhakta jana partha name bhaktascha te jana madbhakta nam chaye bhaktas teme bhakta tamamata. Lord Krishna told Arjuna, those who are my direct devotees are actually not my devotees. But those who are the devotees of my servant are factually my devotees. If somebody says, I am devotee of Krishna, I don't want Guru. First of all, Krishna, you are not my devotee. Get lost. If we are a devotee, servant of the servant of the Jaswai Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught us what? Gopi Bhartu Padakamalayor Dasa Dasa Anudasa. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna himself, he is teaching us how to become a devotee of Krishna. He said, I am the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna. Not even just servant of Krishna. Servant of the servant. This is uh, from the another nice verse from King Kulashekar. He is a great king, but who is one of the twelve Alvars. Great Vaishnavacharya. He was a king actually. So he composed this Mukunda Manastotra, a book prayers to Krishna. This is one of those verses. He said, Majjan mana phalamidam madhukaita bhare mat prarthaniya madanugraha esha eva 
would be for you to consider me the servant of 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 your servant seven times used you see how this is what pleases krishna humility i don't want if i say i am directly servant of krishna that's too proud you know just like i'm saying i am directly servant of uh, what uh, president prime minister there is a high post you know <laughs> That is a very high post. I may say I am a servant. I am a servant is like a humble word. But if I am saying I am a servant of Krishna, that is a very proud word. Because everybody is a servant, right? Somebody is saying I am a CEO of what? Uh, what is the Google or Apple, Microsoft? Uh, that is, you know, that is actually a servant of the company. Very big servant. That is what it actually is. So by saying I am a servant of the biggest boss, Krishna, I'm very very proud. What is it? Who are you? Krishna is saying, Who are you? You know. First of all, millions of lives you have been against me. Now you are suddenly saying you are my servant. No, no, no. I want to see whether you really are my servant. Because when they say Krishna means, you know, they think directly Krishna. Krishna does something reverse to them. You know, in life something happens in life reversal. Then they start to blame Krishna. How Krishna you doing doing like this? Like in the cinemas, you know. If you go to the temple and you know, if you are there, why is it happening, you know? Then suddenly all the bells will start to shaking and the wind will start and a bell will ring and the land will shake and suddenly the deity will appear and do some magic. That is good for a Bollywood movie or a Tollywood movie. But it is not real life. Reality means the moment you challenge Krishna, Krishna goes away farther. Oh, you are challenging me? Fine. That is Krishna. Krishna is not, he cannot be captured like this by demand. We have to become submissive. By love he will be captured. Just like Yashoda Mai, she wanted to tie Krishna. How much ever she brought the rope, every time it was two inches short. Two inches short, two inches short. She could not bind him. Although he was a small boy. But all the rope was two inches short, always. Finally, Krishna allowed her to bind because she was so much in love as a mother. So, because he allowed himself to be captured by love. That is the beauty of Krishna. He is very... Um, he, he cannot say no to his devotees, to his real devotees. To devotees like us, he will say no. <laughs> you know not that oh he cannot say no to devotees okay I will ask him something I will. I want this I want that that kind of devotees he don't care anything he, you see first become a devotee properly Sri Bhagavan Uvacha Aham Bhakta Paradhina Hi Asvatantra Ivadvija Sadhubir Grasta Hridayo Bhaktair Bhakta Janapriya the supreme personality of God has said to the Brahmana I am completely under the control of my devotees. Indeed, I am not at all independent. Because my devotees are completely devoid of material desires, 
I sit only within the cores of their hearts. What to speak of my devotee? Even those who are devotees of my devotee are very dear to me. This is how Krishna is saying. And in the next next verse, 9465, yeah. Since pure devotees give up their homes, wives, children, relatives, riches and even their lives simply to serve me without any desire for material improvement in this life or in the next, how can I give up such devotees at any time? So when we surrender more, that much more Krishna will reciprocate. You see? So he becomes controlled by his devotees in this way. Take prasadam So he becomes controlled in this way. Hmm? So we have to become devotees just like Arjuna. Arjuna is Krishna is controlled by Arjuna. Arjuna is saying, Go here, go here. He is going. He is a driver for Arjuna. Like that. Krishna said, I will not fight. But he took care of Arjuna so nicely that not even one hair on the head of Arjuna was touched by the arrows of all these great, great warriors. Not even one single strand of hair was touched on Arjuna's head. Although actually he should have been shot a million times in that fight. At one point, uh, who? Through an arrow at Arjuna, he would simply cut his head straight. Arjuna did not even see it. Krishna saw it. And he, because he is the Paramatma in the hearts of the horses, you know, he conducted the horses in such a way that the horses went down, bend, and the chariot went, by, went down by one foot, and the arrow hits on the helmet, and the helmet flew away. If he did not do that, Arjuna's head would simply be like cut. So, and also, what happened? You know, after the whole battle is finished the chariot on which they were fighting immediately uh, Krishna said Arjuna first he got down the chariot Krishna got down the chariot Arjuna please get down quickly now don't delay why? you just get down then he got down Arjuna got down and the whole chariot blew into flames into ashes blew up then Krishna said this chariot was supposed to be destroyed so much so many weapons were thrown at this chariot that this chariot would have been destroyed way in the fight right in the middle of the fight but because I was sitting here because you were on the chariot I made sure that this chariot would not be destroyed (laughs) that much how that is how much Krishna will take care of us Vrityasya what is that there is one next Yeah. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is known as Purushottama, the greatest of all persons, has a pure mind. He is so gentle that even if his servant is implicated in a great offense, he does not take it very seriously. Indeed, if his servant renders some small service, 
the Lord accepts it as being very great. Even if an envious person blasphemes the Lord, the Lord never manifests anger against him. Such are his great qualities. The Lord is very kind. Then you say, what, what is so kind about the Lord? Some Somebody blasted a suicide bomber and one child died. What did the child do wrong? What is his kindness of the Lord? Don't simply jump into this question. First of all, understand the law of karma. Uh, how these things play out. We should understand the entire context. Sometimes slap is also kindness. When the mother slaps a child, if the child goes and uh, steals something from a neighbor's house and bring, hey, ma, ma, I brought this, I brought this. What is this? No, this is from the neighbor's house. I stole it and brought. The child, mother will tight slap. That is kindness. Because so that otherwise this guy will grow up and become a, a bank robber, you know, a big, big time mafia. So this has been stopped with that one slap. So that is kindness. So at that point, the child will cry, he will feel pain, he will feel anger towards the mother, everything. But that is actually what is good for the child. So, when Krishna gives punishment, it is good. It is good for us. He does nothing bad. His punishment is also good. Just that, for that moment, it looks very cruel or very, you know, painful. But it all actually plays out in time. We, we na- then understand, okay, this is actually the lesson that the Lord was trying to teach me. So, we have to be patient. We just cannot, something happen immediately, we blame. And we should we should have some this is why we need to learn how karma works then slowly the answers will be revealed even if they are not revealed Krishna will never do anything that is not beneficial for us we are his children Krishna said every one of you you are my child a father always loves his children no matter what even if he is a rascal child the father will still love him even if he is retarded the father will still love him so God loves everybody so when he punishes, he punishes out of love also. That is also another feature of love. Hmm. That's why they say uh, that saying. What is that? Often we ask God to change change our situation, not knowing that uh, God put us in the situation to change us. There is a problem with us. We are the problem. We have to rectify ourselves. Then we will not even feel that pain. We are feeling that pain because we are attached to it. If something you are very attached to, you something it is taken away, you will feel very painful. But if you are not so attached to it, if it is lost, fine. So that pain is not given by the Lord because of our own attachment. And at the time of death, that will be taken away. So by taking it away even prior to that, the Lord is waking us up to the reality, which is a blessing. We have to learn how to see it that way. Our perspective has to change. That's why the last verse, even in reversal situations, a devotee can easily control his mind because he is he thinks like this. This is 10.14.8 of Srimad Bhagavatam. My dear Lord, one who earnestly waits for you to bestow your causeless mercy upon him, all the while patiently suffering the reactions of his past misdeeds 
and offering you respectful obeisances with his heart, words and body is surely eligible for liberation for it has become his rightful claim. So when a person, when a devotee suffers, he does not blame Krishna for it. He thinks that Krishna, for the sins I have done for the last millions of years, I should suffer far greater than what you are giving me. I don't deserve this less punishment. I should deserve much more punishment than this. But because you are so kind, because I have started to chant your name or try to become your devotee now, you are reducing the punishment and only giving me this much. I am. I deserve actually much more. But you have reduced. And if something good happens, he will praise the Lord. Hmm. No, it is not because of me. It is because of you, my Lord. And when something bad happens, it is because of me, my Lord. Not that when it bad happens, oh Lord, why did you do that? When good happens, yes, I did it. This is rascal. Rascal will say like this. Hmm. It's reverse. Because we are quick to blame any, everybody. Something went wrong, oh, he did like this. You know, that person said to me like this. And this person. You know, nobody to blame, act of God. God, you know, you know, he, he made this kind of thing. What is this? So, we always blame others except us. We don't see our own fault. We see a fault in everybody. Oh, this person is like that. That person is... How are we? As if we are very great saints. Huh? Examine ourselves. Introspection should be there. If we can find faults with ourselves, then there is very good chance we will quickly become very perfect. That's why it is said, a yogi always watches his mind. He does not be friends with it. Then he corrects the mind. Oh, mind is going here in a wrong way. Correct it. So, in this way he can control his mind. So, it requires practice and by chanting of Hare Krishna, you will get the strength. That's why you have to chant the name of Krishna. This chanting of Hare Krishna is not something, you know, because, oh, you are Hare Krishna devotee, that's why you will say, you know. No, this is the way, in the Shastras it is mentioned, this is the way for perfection, especially in this Kali Yuga. So if you have not yet started chanting, take the beads, take the beads, take the bag, start chanting. You will have complete perfection. So I would like to stop here. Any questions or comments? Any questions, doubts? No question online. Hmm. Uh, how Saubhari Muni offended Garuda? He was saying, I do not remember it clearly, but I, because Garuda eats uh, snakes. So Garuda eats snakes. Wait a second. Fish, fish. So, Narada is fish. So, that's why he was like saying, Oh, how you are devotee, you are eating fish, this, that. Something he said like this. So, due to that, you know, he offended Garuda. The whole story is, I, I forgot. Maybe I will take it out and, you know. I do not remember the full details of that story. So, he offended. And because of that, he got this thing by fish itself. He got attracted by fish itself. 
so that that was a story but the point is how the mind can be distracted even <laughs> under water <laughs> it's not even waterproof mind is <laughs> anywhere it can even if sit in the vacuum space you will still be disturbed <laughs> that, that is how the mind is that's basically the point so right any questions other doubts Alright, we'll stop here. Gantra Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki Srila Prabhupada ki Gita Gaur Premanande.